inside, Kempe dishes in front, another sliding, can't save by Flurry, this time to his right. Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here is a left wing opportunity, Lizana sliding, can't save, Robin Leonard, what a stop. From the Finley Chevrolet, Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios, and live at LVSportsNetwork.com, with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. A little more VGK focus uh, in hour number two of the VGK Insider Show. A Foley Entertainment Group was announced uh, today. The formation of a, a new group uh, along with the Vegas Golden Knights. And uh, we are going to be joined by the co-CEO of that. Uh, Randy Morton is going to pop on the program. Uh, Randy, uh, people around Las Vegas know him uh, very well from his time at the Bellagio. And uh, we're going to chat with, uh, with him about his uh, transition over to the hockey side and the hockey business and what it means to the Vegas Golden Knights and the Anderson Silver Knights and uh, everything that uh, that goes along uh, with the uh, the hockey and the sports and the entertainment uh, part of it as uh, Bill Foley continues to expand uh, into uh, the Las Vegas Valley. Darren Millard, Ryan Wallace, uh, Chris Chapman here. We also have some time right now. We we wanted to get to a lot of. Uh, the breakdown from the exit interviews that occurred over the course of the weekend. It's amazing how much we, we, the three of us talk to each other during the course of the days, because I'm looking at our text string, the text group that, that we're on and, mm-hmm. and we have all the sound from the weekend, but you really do just as an aside, we really do talk a lot because I had to scroll up a long way for this thing. And most of it's Chapman. What? That's not yeah. even true, but I just like hearing Chapman go, what, 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 what did I do? And I always I always bite. That's the <laughs> thing. What, what, what did I do? Always bite. Uh, so we've got a couple of minutes before Randy pops in the program. You've got all this sound, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. I'm looking right Be- at it. Before yep. I start uh, throwing the things. Uh, one player that I that I wanted to hear from and, and get to is Mark Stone. And, and just his... His exit interview because he he did take some heat uh, for what happened against Montreal, but uh, on the whole, such an incredible season uh, individually, and then the forty wins as a, as a team and winning the division and losing in the Stanley Cup semifinals. Uh, so this is Mark Stone just on on where the Golden Knights are in their window. Yeah, I mean, I do think we're close. Um, you know, I think it's. Very hard to win eight, let alone four of them. Um, you know, I, I think we understand that. I mean, we went seven games in the first round against Minnesota. Um, you know, six games against Colorado, and then six more games against uh, Montreal. Um, you know, we could have lost game seven easily against Minnesota, but I think our group is learning to win uh, different games. Um, I think obviously there's going to be some reflection on the year, uh, kind of as you go uh, throughout this summer and the off season. But um, I do think we're close. I think we're um, now it's about uh, you know kind of building that little extra chemistry to uh, get us over the hump. Now that quote has been played and and written about uh, in a couple of different versions and angles. One is about how 
close the Golden Knights are to walking through and uh, and claiming that first Stanley Cup uh, that they've uh, been within reach of uh, the first four years, getting to a conference final, the third round, uh, three of the first four years. The other one, uh, the other part of that comment, Ryan, that jumps out to me is, and and Pete talked about this as well, is. What they went through in the Minnesota series and then subsequently the the Colorado adversity in the first two games and how maybe a year ago that doesn't go their way and the growth within this team. And that is an area when you when you hear the coach and the captain refer to that, it becomes noteworthy. One hundred percent. I and I tend to agree with that assessment. I look at, you know, the the series on the whole against the Minnesota Wild, like that proved to be one of those series that could have very easily gotten away from the Golden Knights. And yes, they had a 3-1 series lead. Yes, it got down to a decisive Game 7. But when all the chips were pushed into the middle of the table, the Golden Knights were the better team in that Game 7. They were able to take care of business. And I, I don't think that that should be overlooked in terms of how this team has grown over the course of the last year. And, you know, to a large extent, they were able to carry that into the Colorado series and maybe not in game one, maybe not in game two. But once they found their game, once they were able to take control of that series, they never looked back and they closed it out their first opportunity. That even showed growth within this playoff series, within this playoff season, uh, too. So, I, I, I mean, I think that the Golden Knights have taken strides for sure in this playoff run. So where do you where did you see this team as being different that that they wouldn't have been able to do it or would have struggled to do that uh, a year ago in the bubble but were able to handle it comfortably in game 7 and then win four games in a row uh, against Colorado in the second round I think they just didn't get frustrated right like they were a very calm team they understood what their game plan was they knew that if they played their best game it would it would turn into something that could win them a game win them a series and I I look at it and 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 just didn't really sense any panic or any type of frustration setting in for the Golden Knights in the first two rounds of the playoffs. There was a belief that within any game they could come back. There was a belief that within any series they could win, and I I think that that was kind of the thing that I noticed the most out of this club was just a lot of confidence regardless of what the series indicated was going on. And that's interesting that you bring that up because you weren't able to be around the team in the bubble. None, None of us were. Uh, so, yeah. so you're looking at, at body language and you're you're listening to what the players, going off of what you heard from the players in, in the bubble. And this time around, while you were able to watch the athletes firsthand, it was different because uh, uh, in, in that regard, but you still weren't able to, to be beside them. So you're, you're kind of looking at it from a little bit of a distance? Yes. Yeah. And... I wonder if it's Alex Petrangelo was the key. You know, I I mean, I I certainly think in terms of on ice, like Petrangelo was so, so good. And and really that Minnesota series turned when Petrangelo kind of took his game to the next level. And then he was just an absolute force in the series against Colorado. If you want to, I mean, you can absolutely boil it down to, to one or two pieces on the ice, but for me, it just seemed like this team was comfortable regardless of what was going on around them. And that maybe was something that you didn't notice in the bubble because 
they were just supposed to be better than everybody else. Incredible. And uh, the progress and to hear the coach and the captain talk about that growth uh, gets you excited. You wish you could uh, turn around and, and get right at it. And it's going to be a short off season, So be careful what you wish for. But we can't wait for October. And uh, things are going to look a little bit different. Uh, free agency. And uh, we will look at uh, the draft and what comes out uh, of that with the rosters. And then the organization itself will have a, a different vibe to it and a different look to it uh, with today's announcement that uh, Bill Foley uh, announcing the formation of the Foley Entertainment Group, uh, a service organization that will oversee the Foley uh, portfolio of entertainment properties. And out of that, uh, Bill Foley, the chairman of the Foley Entertainment Group, has named co-CEOs, Kerry Bubbles, uh, the uh, uh, CEO of the Vegas Golden Knights, and uh, co-CEO uh, Randy Morton, who joins us now. And uh, boy, day number one, you're already on the VGK Insider Show. This has to be a real momentum for you, Randy. This must be a record, right, Darren? So, but, but thank you, Darren and Ryan, for inviting me on. Very excited to join the organization and just very excited about the future and Fully Entertain- Entertainment Group, FEG, and Bill's vision. Bill, this is Bill's vision, and we have a lot of growth in the future and sports entertainment being, you know, in Las Vegas has really just become uh, the number one thing, the capital of the world, and, and, and we're just so excited. I'm so excited to be part of it and, and meeting the team here today and received an overwhelming, warm welcome from all of the team um, and very excited to continue to meet everyone as we go forward. Uh, I was telling the guys during hour number one that you were the first VIP, like Vegas big wheel, that I met uh, when I moved here. And I remember telling my wife that. And, and now I get to, to work with you, and I can't wait uh, for this opportunity. But part of what intrigues me about the, about this position and this transition for you is, is you come from the casino and the resort uh, side of it uh, with Bellagio and, and others. Uh, you've watched this city evolve from casino and leisure and convention town to now well, we've got the Golden Knights and uh, the, the, the Raiders. Uh, give me where you see the transition of this city. I think it's just been a long time coming. You know, I moved to Las Vegas 23 years ago to open the Four Seasons Hotel and moved to Bellagio in 2000. And, you know, definitely back in the day with uh, Thunder and then the Wranglers. And then there was always this hope. There was always this hope for professional sports and you know, five years ago, Bill Foley came along. I was honored to be part of the Founding 50, which was really going around town, asking everyone uh, or begging everyone to buy season's tickets at the time. And I was selling them in the Starbucks line. I mean, I was selling tickets everywhere. So it was, it started, my excitement there, you know, this is a real thing. This is really going to, going to happen. And Vegas Gold Knights from year one, right from the beginning, brought the whole community together. What a feeling to cheer for the home team. You're right about that. And it's it's uh, amazing when you look around town, you look, you think that the franchise has been here for 40 years. Uh, Randy Morton's with us, mm-hmm. co-CEO of Foley Entertainment Group on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. You, you know, Randy, you, you touched on kind of the community aspect with the Vegas Golden Knights. Now there's yeah. there's more properties than just the Vegas Golden Knights. You've got the Henderson Silver Knights, the indoor football team. Like, how do you continue to build those inroads with those newer properties to Vegas? Well, I think it's a, that's a great question, and I think that's where the excitement is. You you City National Arena, Lifeguard Arena, still wrapping up, ramp, ramping up. 
the opening next year in Henderson, I think the best location, and I've lived in Henderson for 23 years, the best location in Henderson, right next to the Green Valley Ranch, having the Dollar Loan Center and having the Henderson, the Henderson Silver Knights moving in there, the Indoor Football League moving in there. Uh, Henderson is such a powerful community. The Raiders practice facilities there. It's just going to continue to grow, and there's you know there's more sports to come. In my opinion, there's just more sports to come to Las Vegas. I think the population now I heard is around 2.6 million people, and more and more seem to be moving here every day. And it's very exciting to continue more sports and more entertainment. And that is what's driving Las Vegas. I love the casino business. I've been in the casino business for 20 years, been in the hospitality business. But sports and entertainment and sports betting is leading, is just taking off here in, in Las Vegas and will continue to grow as, um, as, as the years come on. Great to, to have an opportunity to chat with Randy Morton, co-CEO of the Foley Entertainment Group with the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, you mentioned more sports to come. So this isn't uh, about you signing on and uh, being co-CEO and taking a breath. It sounds like you're still in the growth process. Yeah, Bill has a vision for the Foley Entertainment Group, and we got to look at every potential opportunity. And um, I was just in Santa Barbara the last few days, uh, you know, we have a five-star hotel under contract in Santa Barbara. Um, we own the Hotel Lamar's and, and Chalkboard Restaurant in Sonoma, Whitefish Mountain in Montana. So it's the hospitality division, the hotel division, the Foley Foley Wine Division. I mean, the whole Foley Wine Division is is, a, is an incredible organization. Uh, great wines, great wineries. Everybody should go and do a tasting and go through Napa and go through Santa Barbara and go through Sonoma. And it's absolutely incredible, and we're we're bringing all these businesses closer together, and all under the Foley Entertainment Group. Uh, Randy Morton chatting with us uh, on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. So, like in terms of you know the hospitality business, sports entertainment business, how are they similar? How are they different? And and how are you? Uh, looking to navigate kind of your shift into the sports entertainment business. Well, we have so many loyal, loyal um, season ticket holders, guests, fans, partners, clients, and, and we continue to provide this unmatched service on and off the ice, these experiences, and the guests that are buying wine or the guests that are at the Vegas Gold Knights game or the Henderson Silver Knights game or the Indoor Football League or they're staying at Lamar's or they're staying at other hotels that uh, potentially could be part of the Foley Entertainment Group and the food and beverage component. So there's so much opportunity for cross-marketing and pulling everyone together and communicating together. And we're, we're under the one umbrella of Foley Entertainment Group. The service organization can accomplish that. It's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take time. But that, that's the excitement for the future. And uh, we have so many incredible, loyal fans, and like myself, a fan of hockey and a fan of the Vegas Gold Knights. And I've been to many Henderson Silver Knights games, and they're so much fun. I just can't wait. Can't wait till they get to the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson. And it's literally five minutes from my house. Uh I want to uh, make sure that the people know this, because you come from the casino and the entertainment uh, industry, uh, but... 
you've you've touched on it a couple of times. Like, I almost classify you more as a hockey guy first. And then the casino guy <laughs> second, uh, but I know that I, I know your background and, and 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 the roots that you've put down here. Where where do you see yourself? Well, I see myself as a first of all, a hockey fan. I wish I was more of a hockey guy like you, Darren, because I've seen you in that, and you're 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 <laughs> an excellent goalie. But and I, there's no chance I'm going to score on you. Uh, but I, I'm a I've, I've come I've been a hockey fan my whole life. I've been a sports fan my whole life. Growing up in Canada, growing up in Peterborough. And growing up playing hockey with all my friends and continuing on and just love, love the sport. I love uh, being associated with, you know, the Vegas Golden Knights alumni that's, that's here in Vegas with Derek England and the growth, potential growth of that. And the other, you know, 21 retired NHL guys that live here in Las Vegas. I'm a hockey fan. I love this game. I love being at the game. I love taking my family. I love taking my 16-year-old daughter to the game. We have the we have we have such great time together, and with all of our friends and our section, everybody knows everyone. It's such a community. It's we made all these new friends thanks to the Vegas Gold Knights and what they've done in the arena and outside the arena to bring everyone together. Is um, I'm just proud to be part of it. And I'm really honored to have this opportunity from Bill Foley, who gave me this opportunity to join this incredible, incredible organization. And, you know, my background is, you know, five-star service and experiences and the Bellagio, Four Seasons. And Bellagio is one of the great hotels of the world. And Four Seasons is one of the great hotel companies of the world. And all that I've learned and all that I've done in my career, I'm really fortunate enough to bring all those experiences and ideas to the Foley Entertainment Group. It's, it's hard to believe, Brandy, but a year ago, we, we were at a standstill in the yeah. world, get, getting ready for uh, the bubble, but no fans. And here you are signing on uh, co-CEO, Foley Entertainment Group, expansion. I, the, the business side of it came out pretty well if, if people like you are involved. I think it, I think the team is so the the leadership team is so solid and so strong here with Bill and Carrie and then of course as we know on the hockey side it's just incredible off the charts with with George and Kelly and Bill Foley and our great coach and our great captain Pete DeBoer Mark Stone uh, Flurry I mean it's just incredible what's happening and on the business side. It's just really an, an honor to be part of this group and to be part of this team. And when we start bringing everyone closer together in the opening of the Dollar Loan Center and Henderson Silver Knights' first game at the Dollar Loan Center and the Lifeguard Arena and the future potential sports that could come to Las Vegas down the road and the, the, the excitement we're going to have with the Raiders when the Raiders play their first game with 65,000 people. As you recall, Darren, I, I was watching the game uh, last year with the Raiders and looked at panning the crowd, and it was just painful to look around mm-hmm. and felt it was so sad and tragic that it's empty. Cannot wait for that moment. Uh, I'm right with you on that. Uh, as Randy Morton joins us, co-CEO of the Foley Entertainment Group on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
you know, Randy, you allude to, you know, sports that are still yet to come here to Vegas and, and none of that obviously uh, it happens without the success of the Golden Knights, without the NHL looking to Vegas, without Bill Foley having the vision of bringing an NHL team to Vegas. So uh, the, the question that I have in terms of hockey, because we've seen it with the, the Thunder, we saw it with the Wranglers, hockey yeah. just seems to work here. Why do you think that is? Ryan, I think it works here because back even, you know, when the, we've always been known for boxing and these great boxing events all these years in Vegas and all this excitement and everyone's cheering and the music's playing. And when you walk into the first Vegas Golden Knights game four years ago, and of course that was a very sad day um, off of 1 October and then the team brought the community together, everyone together in that arena. I was there that night. Everyone was crying. And he said, built on it, built on it, built on it. And the excitement level before the game, out in the, out in the plaza, out in the park, as I walk through and everyone's cheering and high-fiving, everyone has jerseys, everyone has hats, everyone's together. And, you know, I think that, when you bring that energy and you bring that excitement into T-Mobile Arena and everybody's cheering on the way out, um, I just think that this is just the, really was the beginning of something that for sure was going to happen, that we're so lucky to have the NFL. We're so lucky that um, Bill Foley bought the team to bring the Henderson Silver Knights to Henderson. And we're so fortunate to have the Raiders in town and there's other professional sports out there, which we know that we have 2.6 million people here. We have 45 million visitors a year that come visit Las Vegas, the number one destination in the world. Why not? Why not more sports? And this city can handle it. And everyone, including uh, the release just recently on Box Lacrosse, yeah. the, the, the growth and the growth and the fans, they're here, they're going to support, and, and the teams are going to excel. Uh, so any of your former colleagues uh, or your peers from around town uh, hear this news and start hitting you up for tickets yet and say, <laughs> I think, I think Darren, I was, I, I think I stopped looking at my text when I hit 500. So I think that was, I think I was ready to turn it off at 500, but I uh, certainly, uh, I certainly will be honored Darren to sell them yes. to the Henderson Silver Knights and to the Vegas Golden Knights and gladly take their credit card. So fortunately, I have lots of friends in town. Most of them already have season's tickets for Vegas Gold Knights and Henderson Silver Knights, and high percentage of them have it for the Raiders, too. So my friends are all sports, sports um, uh, loyal sports fans, And uh, but uh, this, is, this is a very exciting day, and I'm very honored, again, to be part of this organization, to be given this opportunity by Bill Foley to come and join this team and, and play a role in this team and grow the hospitality division and, and grow the retail division and all these great things that are part of this company that, um, has a, in my opinion, have a, we still have a lot of potential. We have a lot of room for growth. I'm curious, as we let you uh, go and enjoy your first night uh, <laughs> as a member of the Golden Knights, this Thank has you. to be a thrill to be to be part of a, a sports team. Like you've worked, you've worked in in yeah. some great businesses and some fun businesses, but this the sports as a sports fan, 
to be working in the sports yeah. industry. Just on a personal note, has to be fun. Yeah. You know, Darren, it's I'm, it's very personal for me and for my family and my family, my kids and my wife have been my biggest supporters all through this. And I said a while ago, one day I would love to work for professional sports. I don't know what I would do. I know I'm not going to play, but what I'm going to do, what would my role be on the business side? And I thought, this is my dream job. My, my dream job would to be to work for, for, um, a professional sports team and play some role that I can help support and bring value. And I receive a call from Bill Foley, who shared with me his vision uh, for the Foley Entertainment Group. And I don't know, Darren, honestly, if I could have said yes quick enough. That's great. And easy negotiation, too. Very. Yeah. Very. Uh, so Very. I've got one more thing for you. Yeah, sure. Uh, does this mean you're going to start playing Friday night hockey? I need to come back to the Friday night. It's been a while since yeah. I've been out there, and uh, I'm definitely, definitely getting ready to come back. And you're going to see me soon, and I just, I can't wait to be part of that group. Uh, you guys have done such a phenomenal job creating this Friday night skate in Henderson, and uh, the time I was out there, we had so much fun, and everybody was so much fun, and everybody, everyone got along, and. What a great group you put together to play and enjoy the sport and be out on the ice and have some fun. And maybe, maybe, maybe someone will shoot one off my shin pad and I'll beat you on the, you know, the top shelf or something. I look forward to that. There's, yeah, there's no charity out there. It's uh, everybody's, sure. everybody's even. But uh, I think it's, uh, it's really cool that, uh, that you're a hockey fan and now you're, you're getting your dream job and it's only going up from here and that you'll be out there on Friday nights with Parda and, and Darren Elliott and then the whole group. Yeah, uh, uh, the whole group. Thanks, uh, thanks for doing this. Congratulations. I can Thank hear you. it in your voice uh, how excited you are and I can't wait to, uh, to see you in action over at the shop. Well, thank you, Ryan and Darren. I can't wait to look forward to seeing you again soon. And, um, uh, and I'll definitely see you Friday night. I certainly look forward to seeing you around here. Can't wait. Uh, there's Randy Morton, co-CEO of the Foley Entertainment Group, as they continue to expand and build on what's happening with the Vegas Golden Knights, Henderson Silver Knights, uh, Indoor uh, Football League. And you just keep hearing that word more, more. And, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I mean, that's good news for all of us. Yeah, 100%. And it's, again, it's a testament to what has been built here from day one and, and the vision from Bill Foley, but it's it's also the, the this community and, and this community, the way that they have embraced this team, the way that they have, have really latched on to what the Golden Knights have done since their inception. Uh, it's just a beautiful thing, and more is more in this case is better. And uh, a Peterborough guy, Gary Lawless, Peterborough guy. So we've got some uh, some synergy on that front. But uh, and he's a hockey guy. That's that's the the most uh, beautiful part for me is uh, the hockey guy comes uh, and gets uh, partnered up with Bill Foley and company uh, on the business side with Kerry Bubbles, co CEOs of the Foley Entertainment Group. We're going to take a break. When we come back, one timers on the VGK Insider Show, and we will touch on the new head coach in the National Hockey League. And it's pretty close to our backyard here. This is Fox Sports Las Vegas. Brought to the near wing. Big shot. He scores. It's time for one-timers. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day. And it's a tie hockey game. On the VGK Insider Show. 
So we've got some news from the Vegas Golden Knights in the uh, front office and also some uh, developments with the National Hockey League's Arizona Coyotes who have filled its coaching vacancy left when Rick Tockett and the organization parted ways. A couple of stories I read was that he was fired. I don't know. I think that was a mutual, like, we're going to go our separate ways and, uh, and, and move on from this. 47-year-old Andre Tourney has been hired as the eighth coach in franchise history. When you look at Rick Tockett, came over from uh, the two-time Stanley Cup champion Pittsburgh Penguins, where he was an assistant. Wayne Gretzky was coach of the uh, uh, Arizona Coyotes in the past. Uh, this is definitely, like, when it comes to name status, is one of the lower-profile hires. But he comes with a strong track record. He was an assistant with Gerard Galland at the World Championships recently and uh, has been handling the World Junior Team for Team Canada, which is a very uh, coveted job. Uh, but it's also going at it from a, from a different angle. Uh, this is part of developing with the Arizona Coyotes, not winning right now. I think you can win uh, as a coach. But you're you're going to grow with a young group, and that's why Andre Torney is uh, is the new head coach of the Coyotes. Yeah, I think you hit on a couple of those those buzzwords, and and really it's it's developing and growth, right? Like those are the two things that I think the Arizona Coyotes are going to be focused on over the next couple of years, and in terms of what they want out of their team, they want their team to get better, but they want to do it from within. They want to do it via drafting, via developing talent and i think that you're going to need a coach that has has an ability to to kind of communicate well with that next group of players and i think when you look at the fact that he was with hockey canada in in charge of the world junior uh, championship teams like i think that that bodes well for kind of being able to get the most out of the players that are going to be coming in and, and part of that next wave for the Coyotes. Was an assistant coach a couple of times, uh, a couple of stints in the National Hockey League, most recently with the Colorado Avalanche a few years ago. Uh, comes over from the Ottawa 67s of the Ontario Hockey League and coached in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. But it's, it's a bit of an indication where the Coyotes are in their organization that, well, they made some noise this year. This is uh, a team and... I, you may see a stripping down of the team more than you are going to see reloading with your organization for the next year. That's kind of scary because they were in a good spot two years ago. Before the pandemic mm -hmm. hit, they were in a good spot. Crowd was back. They were competitive and seemed to stall any momentum that they had. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong there. I look at the Coyotes as a team that isn't going to use that word reset i think they're they're looking at kind of bringing everything back down identifying a new core and then going to work on trying to find the winning combination over the next couple of years i think it's a rebuild and that's why i i understand this move uh, in in andre tourney bill armstrong takes over as the general manager a year ago this is his first hire as a coach uh, we'll see where it goes with the Arizona Coyotes, who uh, I believe will slide over when Seattle's in. Like they, we haven't really got yep. firm uh, uh, placing on that, but 
they'll be in the in the central. Hey, you know what? I was thinking about something today, and this is totally off off topic, but shocking. Vegas is a favorite to win the Pacific Division next year, given mm-hmm. the competition in uh, in that division where everybody's like, just look at the draft lottery. Who was all in there? There's a good chance after that, that Vegas could end up playing somebody from the Central Division in the first round next year. Now, we're not ca- counting chickens before they hatch, but <laughs> I, I am looking at it this way. If, if Vegas finishes first and that fourth-place mm-hmm. team in the Pacific isn't as good as the fifth-place team in the, in, the, uh, in the Central, couldn't end up mm-hmm. playing them again. Like somebody like uh, Colorado or uh, a Minnesota uh, again in the first round. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. Yeah. Um, in fact, I think that you're more on to what will likely happen than not. Because, you know, when, when you look at the Pacific Division, when you look at, you know, the fact that Seattle's coming into the Pacific Division, you, you, at least right now, the Anaheim Ducks haven't gotten significantly better. The no. LA Kings haven't gotten significantly better. The Sharks haven't gotten significantly better. Like, there are teams out there that just haven't gotten better yet and right now it's it's the golden knights and everybody else and um it's very possible that the pacific division will only have three teams to their name once the playoffs start next year and you get that crossover from the uh, from the other division uh, jack yeah. eichel i mentioned uh the 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 lining up that for nashville to take a run at the buffalo saber forward who is disgruntled with his uh, per- current uh, situation with the Sabres, uh, that's providing that they can't work something out with Buffalo. And it sounds like, at least from a treatment of his injury, that they're making some progress on that. Uh, there's a report today that there's a, a pending solution for the injured neck and how they want to handle it. Uh, the Sabres captain, Buffalo, have not agreed on a treatment for the herniated disc that ended his season, but Eichel has definitely made it known that he'd rather have surgery. Uh, the Sabres and their doctors weren't comfortable with that uh, procedure, but at least they're talking. And uh, the agent for Jack Eichel says, we're communicating with the team and we're heading towards a resolution. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, I I don't either. Um, I I guess like if you're, if you're a Sabres fan that likes Jack Eichel, maybe you look at this overly optimistic and say, well, it's a good thing that they're coming to some type of an agreement on how to treat his injury, and maybe that means Jack Eichel will remain a Buffalo Sabre. I am choosing to be pessimistic. Um, I I don't know what this means, so I still don't feel like anything's changed. Kevin Adams said that he spent a long time on the phone with Jack's agents yesterday and had a great conversation but he followed up with, uh, I'm certainly not a doctor. Our stance hasn't changed in where we're at. It's in the hands of the medical experts. So that leads me to believe that they're still against the surgery. And here's mm-hmm. the other thing. You're, you're starting to back up against the start of the season now. So any surgery right. is going to impact his presence in the lineup and his potential contribution. But the player still... I, is leaning towards surgery. The team is still leaning towards uh, being uh, doing the the rehab. Uh, do you try the rehab first? Do you convince them to do that? 
Where, but first of all, where are you on the athlete having the choice? Because that's that's sort of fundamentally where it comes down to. Yeah, I mean, like I, I tend to fall on the the plane of it's the athlete's body, right? So it's their choice on what they do. Like it, it, you, you have kind of, and I understand the organization. I understand the investment made in Jack Eichel. I totally get it. But at the end of the day, we're, we're dealing with in, an individual's body and whether or not that individual feels like they need surgery to repair something that is, that is wrong with them. That's something that is, has, has an injury that they're dealing with. I'm always going to fall on the side of the athlete being able to make the decisions on what they do medically. And that's where I'm at. I'm going to give you a hypothetical here. Mm-hmm. Say you're a team that's interested in Jack Eichel. Would yeah. you want to trade for him before he has the surgery so you have some input and know exactly what's happening with the herniated disc and the situation? Or would you rather wait until after he has the procedure and acquire him? Yeah, that's that's an interesting question. Yeah. Honestly, in this in this situation, I feel like I'd want to have as much input or or know as much as I possibly can about the injury, about the surgery, and what some of those uh, those long term ramifications may or may not be. So, in that situation, I would like to acquire the player before they go in for the surgery, so that there are no surprises after the fact. The price may be cheaper before if you acquire them now before surgery than after mm-hmm. yeah yeah because if, if one if surgery heaven forbid not gonna uh like not gonna go down that path but uh if 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 surgery goes well and he's healthy then the price goes up if if you're acquiring one a player who doesn't necessarily uh have a, a great relationship with the organization that he's with right now and two is mm-hmm. dealing with a, a, a severe injury things are stacked up against Kevin Adams in that regard. If he's trying to swing a deal, you might be able to get him for, for not pennies on the dollar, but for a discount. Yeah. I mean, in terms of if you are, if you're, if you're a general manager and you are dead set on acquiring Jack Eichel, there isn't going to be a better time to acquire Jack Eichel than right this moment because this is where you're going to give up the least amount of assets to acquire Jack before surgery understanding where his relationship is with the Buffalo Sabres right now this is the time to strike if you're serious about getting Jack Eichel okay Uh, one more on the Buffalo Sabres and okay folks I don't do this on purpose all right I don't pick on Buffalo. I'm not a. Uh, there's certain teams I will like drop in and leave little <laughs> nuggets of uh, of fun and uh, disruption around those teams. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. pick on the Buffalo Sabers. It just it just sounds like I do. Uh, the Sabers won the draft lottery. Mm-hmm. Owen Power is the number one rated prospect, favored to go number one overall. Played for Team Canada, mm-hmm. the World Championship. A great defenseman, University of Michigan Blue Liner. He's spoken to 10 or 15 NHL teams so far, leading up to mm-hmm. the draft on the 23rd and 24th. The Buffalo Sabres have the first overall pick. Yes. Owen Power has yet to speak to the Buffalo Sabres. 
I don't know how that's possible. You have a general manager that's in over his head. But you still have people and around you that that can talk. I, like, I don't know how you haven't got around to does that. Does he? Does he? Does Kevin Adams have people around him? Like, like does he have the support staff that he needs to navigate this offseason? I don't think so. This is so shocking to me that I wouldn't even have <laughs> asked uh, Owen Power that question. I, right. I so would have assumed that the Buffalo Sabres would have talked to him. Now you say, hey, how many teams? We uh, I've been in these these conversations. For, how many teams have you talked to? Uh, who's this? Who's that? But the first overall, uh, overall pick... Uh, mm-hmm. And the team that's won the draft lottery, I would would have just like I wouldn't have gone there. Yeah, I mean it's it's shocking and dumbfounding to be completely honest with you. But I mean I, I don't I don't understand it, and and I don't really know why. If you're Kevin Adams, why if you're the Buffalo Sabers, you wouldn't have a conversation or you still haven't had a conversation with the consensus number one overall pick, the, the guy that everyone thinks is going to go in that spot. But the only thing I can chalk it up to is, well, they'll get around to it because they're dealing with everything that's going on right now with Jack Eichel. Or, you know, I don't know, it, Owen Power's not their guy. Like it, It's either Owen Power's him. not their guy. No, I, I hear you, but I, I, I'm trying to grasp at straws as to why this conversation hasn't taken place yet. There was a bunch of teams that's talked to Austin Matthews and, and Connor McDavid. That was a draft sure. combine, yeah. but you still talked to him. And you know that he wasn't getting anywhere past the, the first uh, overall pick. Uh, yesterday, I promised that we'd uh, bring you up to date on ESPN's talent roster for uh, hockey next year. <laughs> uh, it was unveiled. Yep. Uh to a large extent, uh, Ray Ferrero is going to be uh, a game analyst. Uh, we have the likes of Kevin Weeks from the NHL Network, who was on this program a couple of weeks ago. Steve Levy, voice of Monday Night Football, is going to uh, call some games. Greg Wyshynski, who's been on this program, uh, with, along with Emily Kaplan, uh, both going to be reporters. Mark Messier is going to be yep. an analyst. And uh, one other name that kind of surprised me was Chris Chelios uh, is going to be an analyst. Now, Chris played until mm-hmm. he was 62 yep. Uh, yep. and and could probably still play now. But here's the thing. Like, Chris, there was a couple, there was some bad blood between Chris and the, the league head office at, at a time. Mm-hmm. And he didn't, he said some things that weren't very nice uh, over the course. <laughs> uh, that This is proof right now because you don't get hired. I'm telling you right now, you don't get hired without the league's influence on this. Like going, okay, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll do that. Like, they do have, they don't have, like, you got to hire this person, but they can strongly sure. dissuade you uh, from that. Uh, Chris Chelios, like, time heals all wounds there. So, um, on on Chris Chelios, I, I think that he can be an absolute star. Yes. And and I, I really do. Um, in when I saw ESPN's panel, when I saw the, what what their team's going to look like for their coverage, and I saw Chris Chelios, I got really excited because I think that's going to be uh, one of the guys that just stands out above the rest as an analyst, but also in terms of being a storyteller. And I don't think he's going to hold a whole heck of a lot of punches in terms of how he breaks down the game. So I'm really looking forward to that one. You know the secret to every panel success. Hmm. It's not a great host. 
It's not knowledge. It's not uh, uh, inside information. It's not credibility. You need one person who has a give a crap meter of zero and will say absolutely <laughs> anything. That's the secret to every great panel. Uh, those are your one timers for this Thursday, July on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Findlay Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here's Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Fun having Randy Morton on the program, new co-CEO of Fully Entertainment Group. And uh, and plus, we're going to get another player for our Friday Night Skate. So that's going to be fun. Uh, Looking forward to new and exciting things with the Vegas Golden Knights and the creation of the Fully Entertainment Group as we wrap up uh, this Thursday edition with Catching Up with Chapman. All right, we've got uh, in in the studio, we have two televisions. One of them is on NHL Network. The other one's on Tour de France. And I'll be honest, I enjoy watching the Tour de France, not for... The reasons that probably a lot of people who ride bikes enjoy it. I enjoy watching it because I love watching the scenes from the French countryside. And I don't know where they are today, but they just showed this castle that was built over the water. I've been there. And I'm like, this is absolutely incredible. I've been to that castle. Really? Yep. Like it's Five it's, years ago. I, I know they're going between tours, and I'm not remembering the name of the city, but uh, pretty awesome stuff. And uh, if you're if you're awake late at night, it's it's on it's on. What a it, ringing endorsement! No, if I mean you're it's awake late at night. <laughs> watch this. I like it. It's it's cool. Like it's just as good as the Travel Channel, I think. And and there's some sports and competition in it. So would you watch it like at seven thirty? I would. I would. Would you Would you watch it during prime time? Depends what else is on, but I I would strongly consider it. Yeah, I think okay. it's cool. It's one of those events that, that, like, it doesn't get the coverage in the U.S., right? It's not on ESPN all the time, but it's really cool to watch. But bike racing. Listen, if you have insomnia, it's a great, great (laughs) view. Hey, there are some people who are up late at night and are looking for something to watch. This is a cool thing to watch. Ringing endorsement. Honestly, I bike. Uh, I don't understand all the strategy around it. No, I don't either, but it's still fun to watch. (laughs) I can turn pedals, but I don't understand all the strategy. Uh, thanks again to Randy, uh, to Ryan, uh, to Chris, and you for listening. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow to wrap up the week on Fox Sports Las Vegas.